Welcome to another episode of Together We Can, the podcast where we come together to explore topics to support students and families. I'm your host, Wendy Johnson, and this week we have a very special topic to discuss, reading in the early grades. Our youngest students recently wrapped up their first state test of reading called the Idaho Reading Indicator, or as all the educators in this room, including myself, call it the IRI. Today, we're joined by four incredible educators who will help us understand what these tests tell us about our young readers and discuss strategies parents can use to help their children become great readers. As a former English teacher, that's always our goal. We want great readers. But before we dive into our discussion, let's introduce our guests, some amazing educators in our district, all elementary educators. Who doesn't love an amazing elementary educator? (laughs) We have kindergarten teacher Alyssa Townsend, first grade teacher Tammy McMorrow, former second and third grade teacher, and now elementary principal Shay Clemens, and third grade teacher Kara Skaggs. Thank you all for joining us today. We're excited to have you on the show and learn from you about how we can build better readers, especially in the early grades. So let me have you just introduce yourself to our wonderful audience out there in podcast land. Um, Tammy, do you want to start? Yeah, I'm Tammy McMorrow. I teach first grade at Indian Creek. This is year 30 for me. Uh, So yeah, um, I'm all about the Literacy Club and I'm glad to be here to talk about that. Great. Thank you. Kara. Hi, I'm Kara Skaggs, a third grade teacher at Crimson Point. My 22nd year, I think, in education. And I'm just, I love to read, so I'm here to share what I can to help kids love to read too. Great. Thank you, Kara. How about you, Shay? Um, My name is Shay Clemens. I'm the current principal at Crimson Point, and this is my 12th year in the district. I have taught second and third grade previously, so coming with a couple of different perspectives today. Great. Thank you, Shay. And I am Alyssa Townsend. I teach kindergarten at Reed Elementary. This is my 12th year teaching kindergarten there, my 21st in the district. Wonderful. So let's start about talking about the Idaho Reading Indicator, or like I said, as we say, the IRI. Could one of you or all of you explain what this test is and why it's important for our young students? Um, For us, it is a statewide assessment that is taken on the computer, Mm -hmm. the beginning, middle, and end of the year. Um, It looks at four main areas. It looks at um, listening comprehension, vocabulary, letter knowledge, and phonemic awareness. Um, you want me to continue to Yeah, elaborate? yeah. Okay. Uh, really, it is, it's an assessment that shows us where they're coming in, what kind of literacy background that they've had, what mm-hmm. the exposure they've had, and gives us an idea of where to start working with them at the beginning of the year. Great, thank I you. I think in other grades, there are um, other topics that they cover yeah. as well. Yes, yeah, so you get them at the very beginning like they're very, very foundational skills where they are, where we need to take them. And you transfer them on after they're done when kindergarten to first grade. And Tammy, as a first grade teacher for 30 years, mm-hmm. what does that IRI mean to you? What does it tell you? Uh, it gives me an indication of yeah. where they're at. Yeah. It is not the end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. But it's... Um, shares with me some information about their foundational reading skills. Mm-hmm. Maybe not how they're necessarily reading, yeah, but how they are progressing towards that. 
goal and there are five or six skills that they are tested on. Yeah. I should know how many there are. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and then towards the end of the year, it starts assessing their text fluency. Yeah. But until then, we're just trying to figure out, do they know their letters and sounds? Yeah. Do they have phonological awareness? In other words, can they play with sounds and, yeah. and skills like that? Use the sounds to make words and read eventually then yes. with the goal of, of all the foundational skills. Okay, Kara. Second and third. Second and third. Um, it For us, it t starts with reading comprehension and vocabulary mm -hmm. and kind of getting an idea of what words they know. Do they know synonyms? Do they mm -hmm. understand how to use those words in context? They also add in spelling and text fluency as well and just seeing are they comprehending and how quickly they can read through to, to make sense of what the story or the text is saying. Okay, thank you. Would you add anything to that, Shay, from your teacher hat for a minute? Or do you think that was pretty well covered? I think that was pretty yeah. well covered. What about as a principal? What, how do you use this information? What does um, it tell you? It, it is an indicator. It's just one of the many pieces that our educators and our teachers use to kind of identify where those skill gaps yeah. are and where we can really focus some of that more intensive teaching. Mm -hmm. um, not every student's coming in with the same skills and not every student has the same background. And so, and not every student progresses at the same level. And so having this among several other um, pieces of information helps us kind of get a bigger picture of where we need to support our students. Great. Thank you. Thank you guys for breaking it down. Um, I know um, sometimes test results can be overwhelming to parents. Um, and so just giving them a sense of what it means and how we use it, um, that'll be kind of the rest of the focus for our conversation today. So we know it's essential for parents to understand what the results mean, but it's even more fun to talk about what parents can do at home to support their kids in those skills. Like we talk about what we do during the day to support students. What can parents do to support their kids' reading skills at home, especially in those early years? For me, I think it's all about making it fun. Yeah. Really enjoying reading with our kids is the most simple way to build that relationship yeah. and the love of reading from the very beginning. Having them sit on your lap and read with them. I think reading with expression and voices, yeah. um, making it fun, in, involving them. As we're learning sight words, let them pick out those sight words while you're reading with them. Um, those yeah. kind of what is an example so. of a sight word, Alyssa? Oh, sight words that you know just by looking at. Okay. T-H-E, the, you can't yeah. sound out, but when you see it, you know it is the word, the. So yeah. comfortable, snugly reading time, interacting with your child, having yeah. fun with words, having them pick out words that they, they know yeah. or should know or will know um, as a beginning reader. Introducing them to places like the library and um, bookstores that, that are fun and make it celebratory. Look at this cool place that we can. It's like, you know, the library is shopping for free. So it's <laughs> yeah, a great, great opportunity. Great. To Thank you. You want to go to the first grade there, Tammy? Well, I echo a lot of what um, was just said, that we... I believe that they learn to love reading on the laps of the people they love. Yeah, absolutely. And surrounding them with books mm -hmm. that, surrounding them with irresistible books, mm -hmm. books that uh, they can't help but pick up. Yeah. So at the breakfast table, in the car, at the doctor's office, yeah. like making them available 
and irresistible. So knowing our readers, knowing our kids, what would they find irresistible? It's different from one kid to the next. So knowing our kids and knowing what's going to grab their attention and then surrounding them with that. Yeah, great. That's great advice. Thank you. Kara, how about you? Get a little bit older, kids. As they get older, um, it starts to really break away. Some kids are just like, oh, I just, reading's not fun. There's nothing that interests me. Or yeah. I'll have a parent say, they're only reading graphic novels. Yeah. And I, I was like, it's okay. Yeah. It's a book. But if you want it's them to worse. do more, I've started, you know, there's graphic novels. They're based off of other novels. Read them, mm-hmm. read them both together. Find the differences. Compare and contrast. That builds that comprehension piece that in second and third grade we start working on more yeah. so in class. So it's okay. It doesn't matter the type of print you're reading. I feel like as long as they're loving it, it doesn't have to be this, you know, I don't know, hard, hardcore book that you are like, you must read a chapter a night. It's just yeah. enjoying it and seeing where your kid wants, your student child wants to go yeah. in their reading, in their, in the library. You could, you know, don't send them just to one part, you know, let them yeah. explore. Yeah. Are there um, specific topics that start to become interesting in, in the upper grades that you've noticed like a pattern? I've had to buy a ton of, um, I survived books, okay. both graphic novel and the regular. Yeah. They love learning history and science. So I've done a lot of, there's a, um, through Scholastic, they have that who, the who was or the who oh, yeah. or the what was and the who would win the tiger or the lion. And they, <laughs> yeah. especially the boys, they just, who I've always, they're always like, I'd rather play sports. They are like into reading when they get those types of things yeah. that they really enjoy. That competition yeah. is, plays yeah. out in reading. Yeah, yeah. And they just, they just, I have to tell them, put the book away. It's time for math. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, a great thing. Yeah, which I, I'm like, oh. But it's just yeah. like, when you see that, just let them go. Just let yeah. them keep going down that path. It's okay if they're only reading one type of book because they're yeah. reading and yeah. they're enjoying it. Absolutely. Yeah, Tammy, jump in. And what you said reminds me of finding like a series mm-hmm. because that is such a great hook. Once they find a series they like, they just want to keep going and yeah. going and going. Even with adults, we're yeah. like that, right? Yeah. We want to read everything that author wrote. Yeah. So I think that's pivotal too. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. I have a couple of things yeah. I want to build off of that's okay. When Tammy was talking about you know having books in the car and having those accessible, yeah. um, I think it's a great idea for parents to just have an easy go bag in their car that oh, has a variety idea. of books or literacy activities in them. Because I think that we have gotten really into it's very easy to hand over your phone at the doctor's office mm-hmm. or at the even at um, restaurants like Red Robin there's technology at your table instead of the coloring page things right. like that I right. think that if you have just one that's easy change about you know every couple weeks a month that's fine you've got some options there for your kids to do so I really like the point that you brought up and wanted to elaborate on that one other thing, sorry. No, um, please. Environmental print I think is what parents don't think about yes. sometimes. They don't realize that there's reading all around them when they're driving down and they see that M for McDonald's. Kindergarten, yeah, we're working on yes. that M. Do you see that M over there? Yeah. Easy games like I Spy, something that begins with a letter, are yep. in the car. Not, you know, you don't have to plan, make them real challenging. Right, so. right. Great advice. Shay, 
Um, I would, and your teacher. Yeah, on. I would echo your mom what, what everything, <laughs> what everybody was saying. I was actually putting on my mom hat in a lot of this conversation and um, thinking about. I have a six-year-old daughter, so she's in first grade right now, and she is very into the holidays that are oh, coming up. Yeah. So it's it's what's what's the next holiday, and then they learn about it in school, mm-hmm. and so then she comes home and she wants to learn everything about that holiday. And mom, can you buy me books about Halloween? And can we, mm-hmm. you know, can we go to the store? And I want to look at the Halloween aisle, and so just kind of that environmental print that playing off of their interest that kind of second third grade where you are still learning to read but you're also reading to learn Mm -hmm. and it's okay to still have those moments when they get a little bit older of we're going to read together you know if it's a more complex book that maybe isn't their independent reading level yeah we read this together. This is our nightly, you know, we have 15 minutes and we're going to sit down and read the next chapter or read the next little bit. Um, I know in my house we have a we have a 20 minute reading rule and that's the first thing we do when we get home after right. we've kind of settled is you have 20 minutes of reading whatever you whatever you choose and we can do it together. Or you can mm-hmm. do it independently. Um, but before any electronics, any TV, any, you know, yeah. any anything. So that's just kind of a routine that we've established and it it's not pulling teeth anymore. It's yeah. it's something that she looks forward to. So a little bit of quiet time, reflection time, cuddle time, whatever that is, yep. right? It's yep. important, and it can evolve depending yeah. on the needs of the day too. Yeah, I want somebody to make me read for twenty minutes every day. <laughs> it sounds so great. I would have a lot longer time, right, than that. So, you guys, this is really great advice. Were you going to say something, Kara? Yeah, I was just in. like, even my daughter's sixteen. She's a junior, yeah. and she's still at night. I'll be reading, and she'll be like, "What you reading?" And yeah. I'll, you know, she wants to know. She asks, and now all she's reading is stuff I probably I don't remember doing in high school. But right. you know, I it's more textbookish now. Right. But she's right. still she's at that place where it's even though it's hard, she she conquers it, and she goes, you know, she was never liked to read as a young kid. I made her do the same thing and then she got into it. It just became routine and there was no more griping. And now it's just like, it's just habit. If we don't, then she's, our night's different. If we don't have that time to, even when they're a teenager, it it just builds so well for their whole schooling life, not just their early years. And I would add on that to be intentional as the adults in the space about their your own reading mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. um i they they watch us yeah they do and even when we don't know it they watch us on our phones mm-hmm. <laughs> um but they also watch us with books in our hands mm-hmm. and that sends such an important message yep. i think yeah i know for myself i'm a reader because both my parents were readers you know i saw it my whole life whether it was the newspaper there were always books always print around and that's really the beginning stages. So um, yeah, modeling is super important. That's what we do every day in our schools, right? As teachers, we're modeling that as well. Parents can join us in that journey and often do, right? Um, Well, and you could also, there's so many apps now for books through the library that is for that's technology based so they don't have to hold a book but there's you know I mean there's so many ways you can read if you don't have a go bag yeah don't hang the hand the phone over and be like here's the book from the library I checked out online or here's the book from the app you know let's read this together there it's it's not just a book anymore it's more of uh, like you said the environmental print and then when you're reading on a tablet or something it doesn't just have to be a game that they're doing yeah absolutely Great. You guys have such great advice for parents and um, people who are maybe struggling to how, how to help their child at home. I really appreciate those great ideas. So 
here's one of the challenges we we hear that parents face, and some of you have expressed some of this um, in your conversation with me today. How can you motivate kids um, to read more? And especially, like you, we all mentioned screens, distractions. You kind of touched on that. But what are some strategies that you would tell parents to to get their kids motivated to read with all of those distractions? You talked about environmental print, so it's a game. That's fun. I have lots of game ideas. Okay. Like I, the make it fun, I think, is yeah. huge. I think you don't realize that you can put a letter up on your wall and have them shoot it with a Nerf gun. Hit the, oh, hit yeah. the A, hit the S, hit the, you know, then yeah. you're, who's going to turn down shoot, you know, using a Nerf gun? <laughs> we do snowball fights where your, your balled up paper has a sight word in it or a letter in it that you have to practice and you can't right. throw it until you practice reading it, then you can throw it at someone. Yeah. Those kind of things. Hopscotch. Anything Fabulous. you can do to make it fun and not seem like a chore yeah lots of game ideas and communicate with your teacher because they have lots of resources that they can share with you when your kid gets tired of these couple come back and get some more I think working in art helps a lot of those kids that like to draw yeah so if you're reading at night with your child they're drawing beginning middle and end of the, the chapter or the story or they're re they're re taking a book and making it that graphic novel mm -hmm. or different things like that but then you're also seeing what words are they picking out to put into the word yeah. word clouds and all those different yeah. things but then it also works in writing and all it just because that literacy it's everything it's reading it's writing it's all of it as you yeah. grow older that's fun to them oh I read a book but I got to make all this that went with it and then you're yeah. seeing they're seeing how much fun reading can be or how much fun it could be to make a book or any yeah. of those things that we want our, ch our children to be able to do and enjoy. I would just add, again, back to that interest of not just finding the interest in reading, but finding what interests them in general, mm -hmm. and then tying whatever activity that you would like for them to accomplish or if they are into art then there's your teacher and you know we have lots of strategies for you mm -hmm. to engage them in reading writing tasks with that art structure or I mean if you're if, if your child likes dinosaurs or you know they're active and they're a kinesthetic learner yeah. there's tons of activities out there to yeah. be able to motivate them and engage them I think the word motivate is sometimes hard for parents because it's they feel like it's something that I have to do but really your student you want your student to engage and yeah. so what can we do to help engage our students versus what do we have to do to motivate them yeah and putting some of that it. back on the students as I need to help support them so that they can then engage and learn and that's the same at home as it is at school yeah. teachers are always trying to find ways to engage their students yeah. okay Tammy do you have anything else you'd add well great I think, ideas I think we've kind of already said this but the word choice came to mm -hmm. my mind like choice is so important yeah as an adult reader I don't want to be told yep what I'm reading and yeah. I want the choice to choose so yeah. um I believe that's super important no, for our young readers yeah. to have and, a choice. And any reader, right? Adolescent readers, you know, like choice is huge. I tell my parents not to call reading homework yeah, because homework has this connotation. Yeah. And I think reading is a gift. Yeah, It's it not homework. Yeah. So encouraging that love of reading and for reading um, from the early ages, let's talk about the role of teachers and schools in fostering a reading culture. We've, that's really what we're talking about when we're talking about all these strategies and what this means is this reading culture. How can schools and educators support parents in their efforts to improve their children's reading skills? I think, I think it's our job to provide the resources. We okay. went 
to school to yeah. have the knowledge to know how to work. Those parents have other jobs that they are yeah. experts in, yeah. and that's our job to be the experts. So it's our job to share that knowledge with them on how to work with their kids and give the, share those ideas and build that relationship so they feel comfortable coming to us with their questions. Yeah, I would say just also being real. I'm real in my classroom. My kids know I wasn't always the best speller in school. Yeah. They know I make mistakes. They know what was hard for yeah. me. I tell them to this day, when I'm taking a class and there's a book I read, there are some words I'm like, oh boy. You know, it's yeah. just, so being honest with your student when you're reading at home or like, hey, yeah, I read this book. I loved it, but it was really hard. My mom had to help me. Like yeah. being that authentic person. Mm -hmm. um, because if I do that in the classroom and they just get you, the kids get used to seeing, oh, it's okay that adults might still struggle with reading. Yeah. Um, be it motivation or, you know, the actual fluency piece, whatever it is, if they just see that it's okay. I think that also helps with that intrinsic mm. feeling that oh okay I'm not different or this isn't just this big struggle only for me you just have to have that those conversations just those when they pop up you know just I would just add the the modeling like Kara mentioned I mean we they're watching they're watching all the time everything you do and if you're modeling that um that wanted behavior or that mm -hmm. that learning that you want to see from them they they pick up on it even even if it doesn't come as obvious as we would like to think or we would like to see they're constantly watching and the more that you model the more that you model that you enjoy reading and that it is a gift mm -hmm. they pick up on that and and then they take it home and as parents and teachers the communication between home and school is vital and um, I know in our building we're really focusing on how can we incorporate more of that parental involvement into our school so it feels yeah. like we're one team surrounding the student and finding ways to support them both home and at school so there's that consistency. Yeah, and I know we always appreciate as educators when you might be struggling with a certain thing with, your, with a student, a mom or dad figures out like, oh, let me tell you, they love trains right now or whatever, right? Whatever that back and forth, it's not just us always knowing, right? We, we want to know what keys get unlocked to help our, our students with this journey of being good readers. So Tammy, would you add anything to what we've shared? I, I think I would want families to consider that this one piece of information is not I know I've kind of said this before, yeah. but it's not the whole deal. Yep. And that to reach out if if um, the teacher isn't providing other data yeah. and other information, to reach out and, and ask for that. Because yeah. I think um, there's a very curious but gentle and kind way yeah. to ask, hey, how's, how's my reader doing knowing that this set of graphs that was mm -hmm. sent home doesn't really give me yeah. all that this reader is. It's just a snapshot. So I would hope that the teacher is providing yeah. other information. But if for some reason that's not happening, then open up the conversation. Absolutely. We observe things as educators and as parents. When we see data, it's like, I know they can do this. Or I'm worried that they can't. This might have been a fluke 
you know, I'm really concerned. So it goes both ways. Kara? I was just going to say, I know specifically with by my third grade team, after we get the results, we go over it with every child independently. We make a goal together. That goal gets sent home. So then it's like Great. student input, parent input, yep. and myself. So we're all on the same page. I, as a parent, I'm extremely busy. But yeah. if you know what I'm doing and your child wants to work on, you that just helps alleviate some of that stuff sometimes at home if you're like I don't know what to do when we're reading tonight you're working on talking about the characters in the story all right I'm going to ask you questions yeah it's just it's nice when the, a, a child picks their goal as well in reading yeah. and that builds that confidence too so love that goals help us work together right to support whatever that is and when a student owns that it's everything right we get to see the results they get to celebrate with us they get to celebrate with their parents it's wonderful Alyssa what were you going to add for us in kindergarten, we really don't um, send home the graphs yeah. right away. We wait. Yeah. And thank goodness we have conferences fairly early yep. because for parents that don't have older children, if you just send home that graph, it's very intimidating. Yeah. And there's a lot of information and you don't, a lot of vocabulary even that right. as an adult isn't familiar to you if you're not in the education system. We wait until conferences, go over the whole thing with the parents, let them know, here's what this one test showed us here's what the other assessments we've been doing like Tammy said there's lots of other things that we do to get a whole view of the child and what they're able to accomplish in class not just on one computer assessment at the beginning of the year when it's the second or third week of school that's yeah. still intimidating and they're so. and especially in kindergarten they're still like trying to figure it out right yeah. they don't they may not know a lot of things still. They, right? don't, they don't know a lot of things and they don't know the programs as well. So yeah. as they get familiar with the programs throughout the year, by the end of the year, I trust that data more mm -hmm. than I do at the beginning. Not yep. that it's, you know, yep. doesn't provide some valuable information. They're just, it's more dependable, I think, towards the end of the year. When you're working with early literacy as, as early literacy experts, observing, watching means a lot, doesn't it? Can you give me an example of like what one of those skills that you would observe may not show up in a test necessarily or the IRI? Uh, text fluency is the mm. one that comes to my mind yep. right away. Um, I know in the IRI for for sure, second and third grade, there is a text fluency portion um, that is a computerized assessment. And that's something that when I taught second and third grade, and even now I know teachers in my building do that, they they want to listen to the students yeah. read and they want to assess that fluency independently. And um, oftentimes we have other support personnel in the building who are willing to go in and help with those assessments so we can, you know, gather that information and kind of get the big picture quickly. Um, and I know a lot of teachers prefer to do that portion of the assessment one-on-one -on, -one yeah. on their own so yeah. that they actually are hearing the student read and getting a better picture of that without kind of taking taking the numbers. The numbers only mean part of it, yeah. but actually hearing the student yourself gives you a lot more information. Great. That's a great example. Thank you. Anybody else add to that? You're all shaking. They're all shaking their heads yes to what Shay said. I don't think we've discussed, I don't know that, you know, all buildings have the title support, but I know my yeah. building has title yep. support. And the Idaho Reading Indicator is um, one of those data points where we help figure out based on what we've also done in the classroom, mm -hmm. who would benefit from extra support from title. So once they start title groups, those are other people that can tell you how your child is doing and if they're doing yeah. well in groups and they can, you know, they've met those skills, then we can transfer them out of that group and have yeah. them, someone else working on a different skill with them. But it gives us opportunities to know who would benefit from extra support Great. and have that extra support, support available in the building. And we all need extra support 
on our all sorts of journeys, right, of, of to push us to continue to grow because our goal is every student growing, right? Whether you've got all the skills in kindergarten, we want you to continue to progress or you need help and support in certain areas. Which is with title, a lot of times those kids that have already are a have met the goals on the IRI. There's still so much more they can do. Yeah. Sometimes title can pull them so and do investigations mm-hmm. and different things while we're working with students to fill a quick need. Yeah. That it just takes a quick two-week little lessons for mm-hmm. a few days and boom, they're ready. Yeah. So it's just, there's so many ways you can use them so every child gets what they need at the level that they're at. Yeah, great. I'm glad you guys brought up the extra support because that's what we do, right? So in just this short amount of time, talking about such a big, important topic as early literacy and reading, um, we've covered a lot, you know, novels, books, all of these things have been written about reading. And we're talking about reading and early literacy in a 30 minute podcast. So thank you guys for all of your insights and expertise, great ideas. Um, Before we wrap up, what are some final thoughts or advice for parents who want to help their children become strong readers? What's something that as we were talking that you maybe didn't get a chance to share? I want families to take their children's reading, literacy, all of that um, to heart, but I don't want them to be anxious about this number Mm -hmm. because like we've said, it doesn't tell the whole story. Mm -hmm. There are some kids who might not score at grade level, maybe ever. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that they won't be readers yeah. and read books that make their lives better at mm-hmm. some point. Mm-hmm. So, yes, let's let's support and put so much energy into it, but breathe. Yeah. <laughs> breathe and enjoy the process as much as possible. Great. Great advice. Because we're anxious, right? As parents, we want to make sure that kids can do the best they can. But sometimes it's there's a bigger picture in this. Actually, all the time, there's a bigger picture in this. Enjoyment of reading, being a good human, all of that. Having those skills to do what you want to do. I would say to not be intimidated. I want parents to not be intimidated or feel guilty if their kid is not where they're yeah you know, quote, quote, supposed to be, you know, maybe you wished that you would have had a little bit more time to do some things early on, but reach out to us now and we can help you. Like, don't, don't feel guilty. Don't be intimidated. We're a team. And that's how, that's how we can help your kid if we're working together the best. So great advice. I think don't make it become a chore. It it should remain fun. And, and I know, my own experience when it becomes a chore it's one of those checklist items that I just have to do that I don't ever want to do and when reading falls on that list then it's it's a struggle at home and at school because now it's a chore at school Um, and our teachers do the very best they can to make it fun and engaging and an opportunity for them to continue to learn and grow and we don't want to lose that opportunity because it has become a chore at home so find a way to make it fun at home and if you're struggling with ways to do that then reach out to your teachers because they have a plethora of strategies and ideas for you yeah great advice Shay thank you I guess I would just say if your child seems interested in something, also reach out to your teacher because we could tell you an author (laughs) or a book series. I mean, the amount of research of books I look into, what uh, students might like. I mean, we're there for that. We can tell you where to find them. (laughs) The library has them or if you have to go buy one at 
Barnes and Noble or Amazon or something. But if you know your child's interested in something, please reach out and tell us because we can get what they need in the classroom to maybe build on their knowledge of that concept or that idea, but also on their early reading yeah. fluency and concepts. Great. What, what's like a book right now that kids are just in love with, whether you're reading it to them or... They're the, the wild robot. I'm the reading that to robot. my first graders. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the third book came out um, th- Tuesday. It's on the way because yeah, awesome. it's in my classroom. So we'll be starting that soon or the first one actually soon. So like, every year they're just like, do we have to go outside? Can you keep reading? Oh, so and that's, they, they just love it. So uh, yeah, the you get the one robot. more chapter. Yes, <laughs> one more chapter. And then you stop at the cliffhanger, and then they're like, "No!" Yeah, so that's always fun to make them stop at a cliffhanger, and then then you, what, what do you think's gonna happen? I mean, yeah, it just builds that suspense. So, yeah, yes. great. Yeah. Can I add something? Because when you said stop at the cliffhanger, that reminded me of a strategy that I've heard that a parent who has maybe a reluctant reader start reading a chapter book, stop at the cliffhanger. And put it down. Mm. And, and see if they pick it up. They pick it up. Yeah. yeah. Great. What about kindergarten? I know it's all about right now reading to them a lot. Yes, yeah, so a lot like of reading to them. Really, it's, it's silly books. They love yeah. silly. And yeah. they love anything that they can interact with. Mm-hmm. So if it's a rhyming book and I can read the first sentence that rhymes and then the part of the sentence and they can finish the next sentence because they Great. know what the rhyming word's going to be that makes sense to fill in the blank. Anything like that great what about your daughter Shay what's something that's like on her list that she loves um she hasn't found a series yet that she loves she's dabbled in several popular ones um and I brought home a lot of the books that I had when I was in the classroom so she's you know every now and then we'll rotate through her her bookshelf and put some new books out and so kind of waited to see where she gravitates to right now she's like I said very into the holidays and what's coming up and what her teacher is reading so she's coming home and modeling what it would look like to read to a class and she lays all her stuffed animals out and does a read aloud to them and awesome we might have a future teacher here right (laughs) yes oh that's so great thank you all for joining me today in this one of my favorite topics of of reading and helping one another helping our kids um, be better readers and be better humans, right, as a result. Thank you so much for your advice. Um, It's clear that with the right support and strategies, parents can make a significant impact on their child's reading journey. And we love that they partner with us in that so we can help along the way in that journey. This concludes another episode of Together We Can. Thank you to our fabulous elementary educator guests today for joining us and for providing such valuable insights into reading in the early grades. I want to just go read now. Um, And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Thank you to our podcast producers, Allison Westfall and Troy Stevens. You guys are awesome. Until next time, stay curious, stay connected, and remember, together we can.